1: Another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with the thechairshot.com, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by Collar and Elbow Brand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JK Podcast. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TB Talk Pod. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TB Talk Pod. Listen on Podbeam, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Big Joe and Carl Carafell. All
2: right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafell back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Uh how's it been going this um last time it's been a while since I talked to you Carl what's been going on up there in northern ontario and canada
3: <laughs> Oh man things have been crazy Uh but we continue on we do what we got to do and that's uh, that's about it I mean yeah no point in crying over spilled milk I guess
2: <laughs> Well, after we recorded last week's episode of Turnbuckle Talk here, I came up with the idea for this week's episode rather quickly. I was just thinking to myself, I was like, you know what? It's been a while since we've talked to both Ryan and Mike here on Turnbuckle Talk. I think we've only done it one other time where we've had both of these guys on here. So I figured we were long overdue to have both of these gentlemen on the podcast. So please welcome back to Turnbuckle Talk, Mr. Ryan K. Bowman and Mr. Michael Melchor. Welcome back, sirs. Thank you so
4: much.
0: Yeah, thank you, thank you for having us back. It's it's rare that I even get to do this with my schedule, but today kind of worked out, and I'm kind of glad it did. So rock on.
2: <laughs> so it's been a while since things have um changed. You know, we've uh, the um, the site that you guys uh, came up with uh, with the grill position. You know that that's. Uh, you know that is a uh, it's it's a thing of the past now. It's uh, owned by somebody else. So I just wanted to to start off by just kind of touching base to see what you guys have been up to. So I figured you know we'll start with you, Mike. And uh, what have you been up to since uh, things have uh, closed up shop over at the dot Um,
0: I've been busier than a cat trying to cover crap on asphalt. I'm um as well as the things I normally do. You know, helping with the TV side of it. And the website, I became the social media manager, period, full stop, for OVW. So about 90 to 95, somewhere in there, percent of what you see um, on OVW social media feeds, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all three of them, are mine. The graphics, the copy, the you name it, all of that. Um, nice. I am responsible for that now. Um, so there is that. Um, of course, I still, you know, there is a full-time job on top of doing that, um, that I also do. I have, you know, wife and family that always keep anybody who has a wife and family knows how busy they always keep you. <laughs> and because I'm stupid and I'm not busy enough, I am, the tonight, the class I had mentioned probably before, you know the people had heard us yep. go. Yeah. Um, I am three weeks deep into a master's of interdisciplinary studies degree at Indiana wow. University. So, there because I don't have enough to do, I'm taking that on as well. So,
2: <laughs> so with the main undertaking with OVW here, uh, I mean, what's it like being on a first name basis and working with Mister Snow? That's the the first thing I gotta get, get out know, there right off the hop. Weird, <laughs> right?
0: still weird
2: right you gotta pinch yourself once in a while right
0: <laughs> it, yeah i'd say about every other week i do i think i mean yeah it's just it's odd that you know especially when i see old footage and there he is and it's just like oh my god i know this dude now <laughs> like i know this dude you know, I, I, how did this happen like how how the hell did this happen i think Rather than pinch myself or anything like that, and, you know, I mean, certainly grateful for everything that happens. But I think that's the one thing I ask myself the most often. How did this happen? <laughs> how the hell did I get here?
2: How, how like did how, how did like, it kind of happen, Mike? Tell, tell us a little bit of the story. How did you end up working with Al Snow and OVW? How did it happen, Well.
0: The short, I'll give you the short version because I've done this a couple times. <laughs> I was doing a story for the gorilla position.com mm-hmm. about, um, OVW opening up a, not just a wrestling school, but the first and so far only accredited trade school for pro wrestling on the planet. So I was doing a story about that. And I had talked to, um, someone there, Gilbert we I was interviewing at the time, who we had talked about. I had shadowed when I was doing my bachelor's, I had shadowed with him before. So during the interview, he had remembered that and we talked about it a bit and we got to talking about some of the experience I have, some of the things I came with out of that. And he had asked me and invited me to come out one Tuesday and see if he asked me if I wanted to help them, you know, if I wanted to help OVW put, you know, TV together and, you know, help shoot with the camera and get some other stuff done. And my Response to him was also in the form of a question, and that was, is a pig's butt pork? Of course I would love to help <laughs> come out there. So, so yeah, he invited me to come down and then just, you know, starting with working on the camera and that just slowly but surely. I've been working with them since then.
2: And how's how's it been going lately? I mean, it's, uh, since starting fresh to now, have you gotten to the rhythm of things? Um, I'm sure, you know, COVID-19 has kind of thrown a lot of loopholes and issues into things here. But uh, uh, how's it been going lately uh, with uh, putting out the weekly shows? Yeah, yeah,
0: it did. Right? Um, we spent about five months just pretty much having to do um, – I guess, highlight shows or historical shows, clip shows, whatever you want to call them, but basically telling people about some of the things we've done, some of the stars that have come through, some of the things that have happened, and just, you know, getting them familiar with OVW as a whole, because there were no shows. There was no going out and putting out weekly stories in front of a crowd. That was not happening. It couldn't happen at that point. Um, And, of course, the timing being what it was, just brilliant because we spent five months doing that one week into that five month period was when we debuted on a national platform on YTA network. Yeah. So our first national show was, mm-hmm. I, we can't really run a wrestling show. So let's look at the history of our championship. And we had to spend five months kind of doing similar stuff until I think about a month ago, we were finally <laughs> able to, um, over Indiana, um, to be able to start running shows again with a limited crowd, um, all of the you know correct protocols in place and everything else. And we just got word a few less than a week ago that we are we're gonna be able to go back home to Davis Arena. Um, not as people hear this coming out, it will be starting well, I'm not going to play around with the math and when the show releases just starting September 15th, we'll be back home at the Davis arena in Louisville Um, being able to do actual shows there. So, but yeah, having to plan around all of that and in the middle of that, having to do the social media, which, you know, now is a little easier being in a rhythm because we've got this show coming up, we've got this show coming up, we can promote this, we can schedule, okay, we'll promote this one on Tuesday, we'll look at that one next Wednesday, we'll look at you know, the schedule is easier to do, rather than, okay, well, what are we going to talk about online if we don't have anything going on? That was fun. (laughs)
3: Now, getting on to the national level there, uh, I mean, still isn't too, too bad, considering that you had to do clip shows, uh, per se, when it comes to showing people what OVW is, because I mean, I I guess that that's that's really a, a good way for people to learn the history of the company before September 15th, when full shows really start back up again. So um, whoever's idea that was uh, kudos to them, because I think that that's a a very, very good way for them to um, represent and get the brand out there to people and show the history behind it, as opposed to just kind of throwing out another pro wrestling product that people are not going to understand where things have come from. So.
0: Well, um, that would be the, gentleman who we had talked about before that I am somehow weirdly on a first name basis with that was Al's idea that you know we had talked about it and that was basically the best way to go let's we've got the opportunity to we've got a whole bunch of eyes on us that have never really seen this before that haven't had the chance to let's kind of get them as caught up as we can you know as you know up to this point where we are now so that when we do get back up and running. And it was, um, and actually it was a month ago, July 28th, that we were able to start running shows again. So we're about a month into being back proper. But yeah, before all that, it was, we had talked about it, but it was pretty much Al's idea that, yeah, let's catch everybody up. Let's, let's, you know, let people find out who they're going to be watching before they start watching them. Since we, whether we like it or not, we have the opportunity to do it.
3: And that's that's a fantastic way to do that, especially considering I, I I do believe if you take a look at YouTube and you and you look up OVW on YouTube, there's over a thousand, over fifteen hundred I believe different episodes yep. that are out there, uh, for for people to see and 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 to watch. So to kind of take a collaboration of uh, over fifteen hundred episodes that have been done so far is a good way to kind of break it down. And then uh, again, that's that's and good easy way for people to go back and go wow that was a really great match that i saw and i heard that it was on ovw episode whatever let me go search that up right so
0: as a matter of fact this week as this comes out um friday september 11th on yta will be episode number 1100 yep okay. so we huge. hit that That's milestone huge. this week
2: Yep. Wow, this timing
0: works out pretty well in that regard. (laughs) But yeah, episode number 1100 will be Friday. There is only one wrestling show on the planet that has run longer than we have. And I'm pretty sure we all know what show that is. If you tune into USA on Monday nights, it's not hard to guess. guess. They are the only show that has run longer than us.
2: And it's just been fantastic having another wrestling promotion to watch again where we actually have some fans. And I've been pretty vocal about that through this pandemic that I've not been particularly fond of the the empty arena shows. And it's just it's nice to see their fans in person reacting to the professional wrestling and then the wrestlers getting to, to work off of the fans as well because you know, both things go hand in hand there. So it's just been fantastic to see. Uh, we also have... Mr. Ryan K. Bowman here with us. What have you been up to since the grill position has, uh, has shut down, Ryan? Because you've been busy, well, too.
4: We it, it, It's not actually been shut down. We sold yeah, it to been sold a, off, yeah. a, a different party. Yeah. Uh, we made the decision. You know, and I think at the end of the day, like Mike and I, after three years, we had gotten so involved with other things, other projects, that we just kind of, I, I don't want to say burned out, because that's a bad way to say it, but it was just sort of like we made that decision of, let's sell and let's go on. Cause he, he, as he said, he's been working for Al for over a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it was just sort of like, we've got so many other things going on in our lives. You know, like we both have families. Um, and I wanted to take something I thought would be more profitable to me. So basically what I've been doing now is I, I've been working for sports key to wrestling. I'm doing podcasting. Inter- as a matter of fact, I just did one with Al not too long ago yep. and um, I'm writing columns and, you know, it, it, it just, it kind of got to the point that where he and I, I think it's sort of like, uh, you know, when you raise your kids, you finally have to send them off to college and that's sort of what it, it came down to. It was like, we both made, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, my, my, my best friend and I made a decision that, yeah, maybe it's time to move on and do other things.
2: Now, having said that, do you guys miss it at all
4: oh yeah i miss it i mean (laughs) i I miss it you know it's it's hard not to because you know when you create something and and it's so funny i can remember in 2017 i was up at three o'clock in the morning and i that's when where the concept for the website came up with and i thought tomorrow i'm calling melcor Mm -hmm. you know it's that's what i'm we're, we're gonna do this and as soon as he was on board you know, we created it, we went through all the hardships, because it's not hard, it's not easy to, you know, create a website, and do the things that you have to do, and every single day, literally waking up every morning, and knowing that you, you need to post this, you have to do this, but at the same time, you know, I feel like it's almost a relief at this point for both of us, like, we we kind of got to the point where it was like, yeah, I miss it, but, eh, you know, it's like, it, like I said, it's like sending your kids off to college at some point, you know, you have to, you have to move on and you have to do other things in your life. And I, I feel like right now with, especially with everything Michael's got going on with O B W, it was the right decision in the right time.
2: For sure. And, and again, for those who don't kind of know the story of how Carl and I became involved with you guys over at the grill position, literally just on, I was on, public city transit on my my, my phone looking up people to to do an interview with on Turnbuckle Talk. And I saw this guy named Ryan K. Bowman. I saw your old profile picture. You know, the, the handsome looking dude on the front. And I was like, Hey, this guy uh, <laughs> looks like you'd be an interesting guest on Turnbuckle Talk. And then all this happened.
4: Well, I, I, thank you for calling me handsome, but I wouldn't go that far. I, you look, you, you, you no, look good in that real. picture. If you come across my picture instead, that probably wouldn't have happened. You're an interesting no. looking
0: enough person. Me, I'm, I'm like, the, you know, I'm like the middle age, overweight fat kid. He'd have been
4: like, no, nah, not interested moving. No, on. you're Tony Schiavone Jr. is who you are. Let's just be honest. Oh shit. That's right. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Does so, that still happen? No, Mike, where honestly, you, give us- you know, and the thing that, that I think I, I take out of it, you know, is, is, um, you know that the friendships that came out of it yeah i whatever you know mike and i got into it we wanted to make a profit we wanted to and and just do something really different and the biggest thing that came out of it was all the friendships the people that we got to know and and that that'll go on forever regardless if if we own the gorilla com anymore the the friendships that came out of it will go on forever
2: yeah and they continue to this day um you know a lot of times if i'm having an issue I'll, I'll i'll hit up ryan and you know he'll talk me off the ledge if i'm having a bit of a bad day or something and you know these these friendships have continued on since you know the the site has been sold off and it just it's uh, it's been fantastic you know and, and from the grill position as well you know we became friends with uh, jargo and rick and all the good stuff that's happened there um and as you heard in the beginning of the episode you know Rick does our intro now <laughs> you know so it's uh, yeah it's f- fantastic right
4: Joe don't get all emotional on me now don't, <laughs> don't get all emotional
1: it, it's bro. it's come a little hard
2: now. it's a little hard not to because it's you know there's so much uh, positive that's come out of this uh, for uh, Carl and, and uh, myself and you guys you know we, we've all you know been successful part, you know in part two this website that you guys have created it's not something that's insignificant.
3: It definitely Uh, isn't. And I mean, for 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 Big Joe there with a tear in his eye, yeah, making sure that everybody knows uh, what 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 an influence uh, that the gorilla position was and uh, that for everyone that's out there, if you're doing podcasting, if you're doing uh, video casting like we're doing now, whatever you're doing. Make sure that you're reaching out to these people and and trying to find these different connections to build not only your your brand, but to help them build their brand and to really build friendships out of everything. Because whether you like it or not, you find these people and then you're just all connected. Um, I was talking with a uh, with a former uh, show Uh, guest uh, Tony Kazina the other night I'm out working and he messages me and he's like hey brother how's it going and we chatted up for a bit and uh, maybe something special coming up soon um, in regards to something that Tony Kazina has kind of helped us out with but this was just another one of those things and I at the end of everything I said you know what like I totally get it I understand we're all one big family in this crazy world of professional wrestling and all he could say was you got that right brother And uh, I mean, that's what it is, right? So uh, never give up on what you're doing and always, always go for it. No matter what, if it, if it's a no, it's a no, but if it, when it becomes a yes, you get great stuff like this.
4: Someone once told me, you know, and they said pro wrestling is the most incestuous business there is. And they didn't mean that in a sexual way. It means once you're part of that family, you're part of that family and it just stays that way. (laughs) Oh yeah. You know, like I have wrestlers that call me like out of the blue, like people I haven't talked to in a year or two years or three years, you know, it's, and, and they'll they'll call, and like you pick up right where you left off, right where you left off. And that's one of the beauties of pro wrestling. That's, that's one of the things we should celebrate about pro wrestling. You know, everybody talks about, they love this company. They love WWE. They love AEW. They love, you know, ring of honor, whatever impact, whatever. You know what, at the end of the day, we're all one big family.
2: No, absolutely true. You know, and when we were first starting doing off this podcast, it was a lot of us reaching out to 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 wrestlers, to promotions and whatnot. Now these people are reaching out to us for stuff, you know, Tony reaching out to us, uh, Rick reaching out to us. You know, hey, you guys need a, you need, you need a real intro. I'll come on and do this for you. Um, sponsorship opportunities coming to us. I mean, just, uh, it's been interesting going from having to reach out to all these people to now they're coming to us. And, uh, it, it's a little freaky sometimes when I open up Facebook and I see a message or open up an email and I go, wow. Okay. <laughs> you know?
3: Yeah, it definitely is. And I mean, it- that's another little uh, great aspect of, of yeah. everything that's happened. I mean, all the uh, the partnerships that we've come into, uh, not only with the com, but, you know, with the Chair Shot now, uh, with Hitting the Marks Podcast yeah. Network as well, with Collar and Elbow Brand, 10% off when you use promo code JKPODCAST. And then Phoenix as well at Phoenix Fit, uh, fnxfit.com. I mean, there as well, you need supplements. You go there and you, t- you take a look at what they've got, whether it's protein, super greens, whether it's uh, pre-workout, post-workout. They got everything there for you as well. And you want some save some money on that as well? Get a hold of me. Send me a message over uh, our messenger on Facebook. I'll get you a promo code and get you like 15% off. So... Yeah, like, these are all just little things that have yeah. all come about that are, are just fantastic, you know, and, and Phoenix, they reached out to us, which was for me, I was I was mind blown. I'm like, yep. wow, like a fitness company has reached out to us because they saw our product, heard what we did, and they want to be part of our little world as well. So I mean, that's that's really cool. It's very cool.
2: By the way, that was one of the smoothest transitions from topic to. I, Adley I was just about to say that. that I've I heard in a little right? while. That was that was smooth, man. <laughs> that that was impressive. You know, and for for myself too. I mean, jeez, uh, I mean, I've even. There's a wrestler, I believe he wrestles in Winnipeg, Uh, Mentalo. uh He was having issues with his computer and, and reached out to me because he knew that uh, that I do a podcast, and obviously I'm a little bit tech savvy. And you know his hard drive was destroyed, and asked me if I had any tips for him. I mean, just, just little stuff like that is just kind of surreal. And I just have to keep pinching myself that uh, the stuff is real. That you know that we've gotten to meet Jake Roberts, we've gotten to meet. You know so many people in person chase owens i mean uh, danny duggan i mean just to, to name a few um, it, it's uh, pretty wild to have gone from being nobodies to now we kind of rub elbows with these people that are known people
5: you
4: carl i just want to say sorry i'm, I'm sorry i was gonna being. say carl that was a smooth segue yes. my friend when i did yeah. radio was, that's man. what we was... called a smooth segue yeah, yeah. i I, nice I know what i'm done. doing <laughs>
3: i know what hey all all of those radio shows that are out there if you're listening to this i'm available Call me. <laughs> Call me. Me too. Me too.
2: Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> to get into a little bit of a topic here before we, uh, luckily, uh, do for a break here, here shortly. Um, Hang on. Before you, sorry, before yes. you get there. Go ahead, uh, Mike.
0: I am not. Available by the way, I've got enough shit to do. Thank you. Sorry.
2: <laughs> no <laughs> worries. No worries. Uh, I
0: believe.
4: Well,
2: here here in Canada, I mean, even on CBC, you can say shit. So as long as you get the, the occasional one there, it's not that big of a deal. Um, hey, I haven't
4: dropped one f bomb so far. You've done so.
2: very well, Ryan. Right? You've done very well. Yeah, thank you very <laughs> much.
4: I appreciate it. Let's touch Go on to the
2: break. Let's touch on a little bit of a uh, of a general kind of topic here. Uh, this wasn't originally on the run, but Carl said this to me the other day, and I think this is a a good topic that we can spend a little bit of time talking about here uh recently on i believe it was um uh chris uh, i think it was on van vliet's uh podcast he Had uh, mr yeah. uh, jake robertson who i had mentioned earlier and he was talking about something here i'll, I'll read the quote and then we'll kind of get into the topic here uh, the quote is uh, the talent today they don't know how to get over wrestling today is all for the visual in my day it wasn't it was through the heart it was emotional i wanted to hook you up emotionally the difference is the visual lasts a split second and then the brain wants something fresh but emotionally if i hook you one time i get you for the rest of your life let's go around the the, the table and get an opinion kind of on that i'm gonna let you go first uh mr malcor
0: i kind of think if i'm reading if i'm picking up what jake's putting down right yep I think this kind of ties into something I've been thinking about lately between, you know, having the opportunity to work with Al on a weekly basis. And some of the most interesting times are like after the shows when you've got, you know, it's like you walk up on a discussion, like some deep discussion about pro wrestling where. It's Al Snow on one side, it's Brian Pillman Jr. on the other, and I'm standing in between them just listening, because that's all I have to do, you know, like, for one, I'm not going to be able to offer a whole lot to that, you know, I might, I've piped in here once or twice on some things, but mainly that's just a sit back and listen and learn kind of moment. So in dealing with a lot of that lately, I've been thinking, and if I'm... Understanding what Jake's saying correctly, to me, it kind of ties in with what I've been feeling is the difference between putting on pro wrestling for a pro wrestling audience or putting on pro wrestling for a wider general audience. It's like Good point. pro wrestling has become um, you know, and people will understand, you know, who were into things like whether it's the Umbrella Academy, or the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or Star Wars, pro wrestling has basically become a fandom. It is a thing that a group of people are into, that they get into, that they understand, that they love. But maybe not everybody else does. Where, and I think what Jake was talking about is, you know, the visual wrestlers who go for, I've actually heard the term, um, listening to Busted Open Radio once in a while. I've heard Bubba Ray call it the Twitter pop. Where, you know, independent guys will put up a GIF of like some radical move they've done. And it's like that, you know, oh my God moment. Seeing it is cool. But, you know, could be because they want to get that, you know, so they want to get that reaction on social media. They want the likes. They want the retweets, which is great. It's getting their name out there. It's, you know, from a marketing standpoint, which is what I teach at the Al Snow Wrestling Academy and School for Sports Entertainment, the only accredited trade school on the planet. Cheap plug. That's one thing you want to do, right? You want your name out there. You want your name on people's mouths and their minds and their lips. But what Jake is saying is you're probably going to do that a lot better if you can pull at somebody's heart rather than blow their mind. And maybe he's not wrong. I mean, let's look at... Let's look at when wrestling was its most popular. We're talking about 11 point Nielsen ratings for segments. You're talking about 11 (laughs) or 12 million people watching wrestling television at a time. Were every single one of them just part of that fandom who loved wrestling since they were a kid that maybe people didn't get? Um, No, (laughs) I doubt it. That was your general audience tuning into this thing that had started to blow up. And I think that's where, If I'm, like I said, if I'm understanding what Jake is saying correctly, I think that's where he's drawing the line. If you're playing toward that fandom, if you're playing toward the people that are into it and understand it, I mean, you're going to hook them in because it's what they're into already. And if you're better at it than your average cat, they're going to remember you. But if you're going for a wider audience, if you really want to be that people, that guy or girl, that performer that people remember forever then you're going to have to do more than maybe play just to that group of people that already get it. You're going to have to try and reach a larger group and bring them in and let them feel it. And once you do that, you've got
2: them. Got them. What's your take on this here, Carl? You're the one that uh, that, that sent me this topic. What's your take on this? Do you get hooked in more to like the, the psychological stuff, you know, the promos and the, and the talking, or do you mark out for the in-ring work?
3: I mean, it's because you're a former of,
2: worker in the ring, so you're yeah, gonna have yeah, a different take. Know,
3: no, definitely. I mean, it's it's a little bit of both for, for me. I mean, if somebody, if so, that, that, uh, quick spot, spot dive, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's gonna, you, you do something good like that, it's gonna be remembered. But again, until somebody comes along and does that one step better, then yours is now forgotten.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: But, as, as Jake is saying, if you can grip them by, by emotionally investing them into something, and it doesn't even have to be just verbal. It can be very much so visual as well. I take you back years ago, primetime wrestling, when Hulk Hogan and Earthquake, Okay, and Earthquake did his, his his Earthquake drop that he sits down on, on the person. He did that to Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. And visually, Hulk Hogan left the ring. His chest had blood on it because his cross had dug into him and he was gripping onto the cross that he was wearing on his necklace and he was being carted out. That visual, just that simple little thing of holding on to that necklace gripped me I remember that to this day that's embedded in my brain because of the emotion that was behind it as opposed to yeah I mean I I can't remember the last time that like a, a big spot type of move can really be remembered I mean yeah. you, you got the classics right like Jeff Hardy and uh, and edge right? Like ladder match, you know, different stuff like that. Sure. But like generalized, I really don't, but there's a lot of different emotional type of responses that I've received from professional wrestling that I remember as opposed to, Oh yeah, it was really cool when this person did that move in the ring. So that's for me anyways, I think that that's, that's it there. And, and and when it comes to promo work as well i mean jake roberts is is the master he is one of the best when it comes to promo work and just his talking and how he did everything was just so fantastic i loved it loved every little thing i clung onto every single word that jake the snake roberts had said and it's it's whether it's in the soft tone like jake roberts did Or if you get somebody like a John Cena, who's a little bit more hyped, who's a little bit more loud and brash, you still remember those, and you feel it. And when you feel something, you remember it
4: for sure. Now, before I, I I would like to chime in on this topic just real quick. Before you do, before you do though, before you do though,
2: Ryan. Uh, before you do
4: oh, you got to go to a break
2: before you do we're, we're gonna take a quick break here as a in uh, Since we have mr. Malco here. This one is uh, very appropriate and uh, we're actually I'm we're gonna insert a couple of breaks in here So let's do this one here first for you guys
1: Hi, my name's Barry Ratcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as the longest ride or Ted 2. now as a successful actor I have two planes a supermodel wife countless exotic cars and a ton of cash you might think couldn't get any better than this, but You'd be wrong for only $4.99. You could get ovwwrestlingnetwork.com That's ovwwrestlingnetwork.com for only $4.99. Now, will your life be as good as this? No! Nah. Will it be better? Yes, and I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. ovwwrestlingnetwork.com is only $4.99. Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Prices so low, they're insane! what more are but for your well so do I at ovwwrestlingnetwork.com it's only $4.99 a month in between excitement me too ovwwrestlingnetwork.com is only $4.99 a month you get that incredible value she cost me $17 million and I loved it want a real value ovwwrestlingnetwork.com it's only $4.99 that's a price so low well it's insane <laughs> wrestling a love and a passion we all share is the drive I am Al Snow and this is Collar and Elbow the wrestling brand
2: All right, guys. There we go. Uh, Big Joe and Carl Carefellow back here on Turnbuckle Talk, along with Mr. Michael Malcor and Mr. Ryan K. Bowman. So, before the break, we were talking about, according to Jake Roberts, new talent doesn't know how to get over. Ryan, you're up next. What's your take on uh, on this topic? Um, and uh, according to what uh, Jake said here, what's what's your take on this?
4: I would just say this in a you know, like in a nutshell. I've seen a lot of really good guitar players. Mm -hmm. I've seen guys go on stage and break off rifts because Carl was talking about how these guys can do all these crazy moves and all this stuff. I've seen guys just lay into a lick and they look really good for one night, but there's a difference. You know, if, if you can play guitar, that's awesome. But if you can play it with charisma, you're a rock star. And that's the difference between, some of these kids that, yeah, you can do a hundred back clips and you can dive over the top rope all you want, but if you don't do it in a way that really suckers in the audience and that's pretty much what wrestling is about. It, I mean, wrestling is a work. <laughs> if you can't, you know, bring those people in and make an emotional connection with them, you know, it's, you're just never going to be anything. And I'm sorry, you know, like I I'll, I'll use a great example and my best friend's favorite artist ever Prince, you know Prince. Prince was a great guitar player, but there were better guitar players. But nobody did it with the kind of charisma no. that he did. You know, like or Jimi Hendrix. You know, you you have to have something that brings the audience in and and gives them an emotional attachment to you. And just like what had Carl had said earlier, you know, diving over the top rope doesn't make you a star. No. You know, it it's just it's just kind of at some point you know you have to be able to have that connection with the people and it just doesn't happen that often with with everyone no i'm gonna
0: pick it back off that a second and
4: just okay. give you a perfect- he's gonna go he's gonna do a prince reference i already know
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you
4: brought it up first you're damn right i am <laughs> there you go
0: would people would you agree with up, me
4: that, though mike would you agree you know, with me that there are well, a million good guitar players but not everybody's eric clapton
0: Right. Well and, and you bring and you brought up Prince yourself. What do people talk about when they talk about Purple Rain? Man, that solo at the end is awesome. Or that song damn near makes me cry every time I hear it.
4: It's the emotion. It's the emotion. Right.
0: Right. Yep.
2: For myself, and, and you know, Jake is the, the, the perfect one for me to to work off with this one because I you know, of all the matches I've seen for damn near over twenty years now, I can't think of like really too many like individual. Oh, you know, this was a really cool spot in this match. It's for me, it's those emotional moments that that really kind of stand out to me. And One really in particular, I have it queue up on my phone. I'm not gonna play it through this through the microphone because it'll it just it'll sound bad. But what I'll say is WrestleMania six, Jake's promo. Leading up to that match, camp with Million Dollar Man. That is a perfect example of a guy just being able to speak very intellectually with very few words, get your his point across, and suck you in to wanting to watch that match. The match itself, you know, wasn't necessarily the, the best match of all time physically and all the moves in the ring, but I still wanted to watch. He made you want to watch just by his words, and there aren't. Not every wrestler out there has both of these aspects. a lot of them can really work in the ring, but they can't talk or vice versa some can really talk, but you know they can't necessarily work in the ring all that well. you know once in a while we, though we do get these ones that have both, and that's if you can have that, then you are going to be successful in the business of professional wrestling
4: Jericho yeah, perfect Jericho example perfect example. People. Yeah, yep. oh, And
2: can keep doing yeah. it multiple times, changing things up. Yeah. I mean, that's even rarer to be able to adjust on the fly and, and to, to change who you are and still do it successfully virtually every time.
3: <laughs> the king of change. That's that's what I like to refer to Jericho as, the king of change. Yep. I mean, he's just he's fantastic with it, whether it's, uh, you know, when he came in as Y2J uh, or whether he came through uh, even before that as like Lionheart and then Y2J and then you've got like the... Uh, uh, the friend with uh, uh, Kevin Owens, and then you've got, uh, you know, like the, the, list. the list of Jericho, the list. yeah, the <laughs> list. And then even to what he's doing today with, um, you know, Le Champion and then the Demo God and like just the guy can reinvent himself, but still stayed the same. And, and, and I mean, it's just phenomenal. Like I, I love Jericho for that. I mean, the, the guy's phenomenal when it comes to that, but on top of that, he grips you into every single character change that he has made. Like the list, the list of Jericho, that's, mm-hmm. that's probably one of the biggest uh, between Y2J and the list of Jericho. It's kind of hard to kind of remember all the different things that he's done in in between those. But then you remember Y2J and all the hype that was there for Y2K. And then, you know, the just everything. And, and it's, it's all about emotion. It really is. It definitely is. Like, it doesn't have to be all about movesets. It's about emotion.
2: And another example with him, too, there aren't too many, forget just wrestlers, forget forget just in general, just people that could get one word over. Just look into the camera and go, it. And walk away. And you're left there going, what just happened? <laughs> right? That yeah, takes right. some that, special ability to be thing. able to make that happen.
4: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't tell you guys how many times I would walk around the house and tell my kids when they got in trouble, you just made the list. <laughs> like, they were in trouble. Right. <laughs> you know? so oh, it was just, you know, it was and, and then he just kinda like he gave that up and he went did something else. And it's like every single time he just does something totally different that like you you just go, How did he come up with that? How did he come where did that come from? Yeah, for sure. And
3: again, that was something that gripped you even to this day. My wife and I will be out, and and we're we're doing whatever, right? And and uh, we'll say, oh, we need to go pick this up, or I'll, I'll mention something, and she goes, that just made the list, and then she'll show market. To, like, even still, today, that
5: happens, right? Uh, yeah. So
3: that just shows you how we invested. It that was, it, and and how it resonated with people, and that's, uh, you know, that's definitely something that's a little bit lacking today, but is still there. Joe mentioned, I want to just. Put this out here, super quick. Joe mentioned about one word things. I mean, what?
2: Yeah, another one. Yeah, what? Right, that was a little bit more obnoxious. But Stone Stone
3: Cold could just go through and and just say what, and everybody was hooked, and it became such a huge Mm -hmm. catchphrase that everybody. They there was T-shirts made of it. You could, you know, back in that day, you you could walk down the street and you you say something, and your buddy is going what. Yep. what just to piss you off because everybody was doing it
2: because it's not the word the key there is it's not the word itself it's all in the d- delivery and, and 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 the person that, that that's doing it because the average the average dude out there can just say what all day long and i'd be sitting there going where are you stupid it, it's right? just it, but but it, it's it, when it's stone cold with with that right inflection and the right emotion saying what that's what does it it's not the word itself it, it's all you
4: it's it's confidence it confidence always wins absolutely and that that's the thing that austin had that's the thing the rock had like i i've said about young guys that you know that i know that you know they want to approach women or whatever confidence always wins you have to be just a little bit cocky and sure of yourself and i think that's one of the things that um you know like like i said got young guys now don't seem to have it's just weird you know it's like it's it's a strange thing, but Austin had it, The Rock had it, Flair had it. You know, there's just guys out there that could, you know, they they inspired you just by the fact that they were so sure of themselves. Is the only way I can say it.
3: And I just want to put out there super quick as well that there were guys, Undertaker, that didn't even have to say a damn word,
4: mm-hmm.
3: right? And you emotionally were gripped. Like that's yep. that's masterclass right there. <laughs> that was top of the top if you didn't have to say a word and you still got over with the crowd and you still emotionally gripped to these people yeah wow
2: and not only just on him on that too you have to you have to give credit to the production people as well. The people uh, with the cameras and doing that work, you, you have to give them some credit with that too, because all, especially for when you're watching on television, how that is shot, and I know, Mike, you can relate to this now, that how that is shot and how that's presented can make or break that moment. And that was always masterfully well done with The Undertaker and that, that alongside with his ability was able to make that work. And he probably one of the first ones to, to give them credit for that as well. All right, guys, before we do our Match of the Week segment here, let us do a little breaking news. Now, Carl might have some actual breaking news, but mine is just a little bit on the the silly side, but I thought I'd mention it anyways. Uh, This past week, I believe, uh, during this past week, it may have been a little bit earlier than that, but jabroni is now officially a word in the dictionary. I thought that, I that right. I thought that was worth mentioning. I thought that was pretty damn cool. And, it, and you know, a lot of people think that that's all the Rock's thing. Cheeky Cheek was doing that way before Rock was doing it, but he kind of adopted that. But uh, it, it put a smile on my face when I saw that that had actually made its way uh, into the uh, the dictionary now. So there we go. I just thought I'd mention that. It should be. It should be.
3: Yeah, you're. Easy. Yeah, you're right. It should be. It definitely it
2: should be. <laughs> what about you, Carl? You got any breaking news this week that you want to bring up?
3: Um, I think I think probably the the, the real biggest one right now um, floating around on social media besides our showstopper segment today so stay tuned for that people because yep. you were not going to want to miss this one um, we're looking at Rebby Hardy and uh, her oh, going off again on the the uh, wrestling community and uh, promoters and uh, companies and stuff over something that happened at uh the, the, mm-hmm. the AEW pay per view that just happened. Um a pretty what looked to be very uh dangerous spot uh happened with uh Sammy Guevara and uh Matt Hardy. Uh a ten foot high uh fall down. Uh it was supposed to land on on a I Believe it was tables. Um it's 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 hard for me to remember right now because all I can think of is Matt Hardy's head smacking that Funk. that concrete down on yeah. the floor. And I mean Mm, I've been there. Yeah. I definitely have. Thankfully, we do know that, uh, that Matt Hardy did not receive a concussion um, that has been put out there and that he is doing okay, but that's pretty scary. And uh, having Reby go out there and now bash uh, the the community again saying you know this was terrible they should have stopped the match what are they thinking they have no regard for the workers and blah 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 she is just causing drama and conflict again, again like you wouldn't believe but I mean I kind of expected that from Rebbie um, as soon as I, I saw that on on social media because I was working I couldn't actually watch but as soon as I saw that because uh, it was flooded mm-hmm. flooded social media oh, with yeah. uh, with that spot. I knew right away. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna hear from Reby. um Really, other <laughs> than that, like, I mean, it's uh, I've been I've been really busy with work over the last four <laughs> days, so yeah. I really haven't seen a lot for breaking news. But yeah. um, maybe Ryan or uh, or Mike, maybe each one of them have a little bit of breaking news. But I think Ryan's just, uh, got something that he wants to say
2: about Rebbe. Just briefly on that before, before you go, I, Ryan. I
4: would just say, I would. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I I would just say. Have you guys ever heard that Buck Cherry song, Crazy Bitch? <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure that's Matt Hardy's wife. <laughs> stole
2: she, stole my line. constantly life. stole my line of
4: crap all the time. And it's like, <sighs> you need to just be quiet. Yeah. You haven't done anything really in the wrestling. Let your husband do his job and stop commenting. She She has a real issue when it comes to social media.
2: Yeah, she's has she's never had a filter on there. She's said some really nasty things. There are some people, some wrestlers' wives, you know, that should stay off of you not know, stay off of social media. But when it comes to commenting about your husband's career and what's going on, uh, you need to tread carefully. And you know, she's always put her foot in her mouth constantly. And in, in these kind of scenarios and situations, uh, you know, even notoriously the the one uh, girl who uh, uh, was it uh, Ashley who uh, who she killed herself and, and Ashley was talking crap and uh you know Reby was talking crack about her on, during that situation I mean zero class zero class in that situation yeah, yeah that's that's and, and I
4: and I have a lot of respect for Matt but it's yeah. just like your wife is kind of yeah you know yeah. I don't know
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah to
0: be fair however um just on the subject of freebie overall um yeah yeah, I mean, I think I, I think it was Carl who was like, I mean, I kind of expected her to chime in. It's like, <laughs> I, at this point, yeah, but I will say, in all fairness to her, I mean, in this particular situation, I mean, she's concerned, vocally concerned True. for her husband and for what I can't. Remember. Yeah. But another thing I saw, and kind of tracing this as it was happening. Um, you know, of course, people are going to respond to her. You know, Remy's going to Rebby and people are going to respond to that.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And one of somebody was like, you know, well, why don't you, you know, well, why don't you know, before you start running your mouth about, you know, Tony Khan, all the promoters, everything, what's, you know, why did your, you know, why don't we look at why your husband did basically point the finger at her husband? Yep. And Remy's response was, yeah, I'm pretty sure I said right off the bat, That I'm the most pissed off at one particular person and I'm married to him for doing that. Like she flat out said, you know, yeah, she's gonna burn everybody down. But to be fair, she was like her first reaction was like, you know, you stupid son of a bitch, what are you doing? And she's talking (laughs) about her own husband for doing the spot. I did see
2: that. I did see that.
0: Which trust me, I could tell a story or two about seeing spots like that now live and in person that And even, I think I saw like a Twitter clip. Like I didn't see all out live as it happened, but I saw like a GIF or a clip of that. And I was just like, I I don't even think I can make it all the way through. Like I saw where (laughs) they were going with it. And the angle I saw, I couldn't quite see his head hit the concrete. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm kind of glad I can't because I would be even more like, no, no, don't stop. You know, (laughs) Yeah, I didn't quite see it. I don't know that I'm going to go back and check it out for that. I mean, not the show. I'm going to watch the mm-hmm. show, but I might just skip over that part if I know it's coming because I've seeing it happen in person now. I damn sure don't want to see it. I no, no, I can stop. I can safely stop there. I
4: just don't want to see it <laughs>
2: when it comes you know, to with all
4: due respect, Mike. I, I, let's just be honest. She is kind of nuttier than an elephant turd. Oh, sure. No, I'm not saying
0: she's not, you know, out there somewhere like Pluto, you know, I mean, she is, but I'm saying in this particular case, and this particular instance, not only do I understand her concern, but in all fairness, Absolutely. the first yeah. person, the first person she turned that on was her husband. Like, was. You idiot. What are you doing? You know, so yeah.
2: for myself, when it comes to Rebby on social media, what I've just kind of, you know, I'll make, I'll make the comparison, you know, when South Park. You know when when they do crazy stuff on South Park and everybody just kind of goes, "eh, it's South Park, it is what it is." For me, that that's for me, it's, that's that's Rebby's guy on, on social media. It's like, eh, it's Rebby at this point. No, who cares? It, it,
0: it, like I said,
4: Rebby's gonna Rebby.
2: Rebby's gonna Rebby. South Park's gonna I mean, South Park. Rebby's gonna Rebby.
4: It's kind of like when I get up in the morning and I just check out Trump's Twitter feed and I go, <laughs> oh, "What Jesus. kind of crazy shit is gonna happen <laughs> today?" Oh yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, oh christ yeah <laughs> you you just have to like sort of ex- like throw your hands up and accept it it's, you know it's and i and i and i don't really like i i realize that she's uh concerned about her husband and everything else but i also think she's kind of nuts you know for, for I think sure there's something psychologically wrong with that woman but there for, it could be whatever
2: all right guys one more segment here before our showstopper segment let us do match of the week All right, and since we have two guests on the show here this week here, Carl, I figure let's let our guests go first here. Oh, yeah. Mr. Melkor. if if you've had some chance to watch some wrestling this week, and hopefully you have, uh, what was your match of the week for this past week?
0: I've seen a little. Um, Me too. Like I said, I didn't see all out. I saw Dynamite leading up to it, which, mm-hmm. eh. <laughs> eh. And I'm just going to leave it there. Um, I didn't see Raw. I literally have SmackDown on now, like, beside, like, I'm doing this on the laptop, the tablet's right beside <laughs> me, so I've got that on on silent, so yeah. I haven't seen any of that. Right. Um, I haven't seen, so I haven't seen much, but, and I hate to do this, because everybody's think, oh, he's just plugging his own company. Well, for one, of course I am, but for two, legitimately, I think my favorite match this week, was ovw 1099 the number one contenders match between rock star ryan howell and brian pillman jr
5: Mm.
0: it goes back to you know it goes back to what we were talking about earlier you know there weren't a whole lot of flashy moves in this i mean you know you just heard me say the name brian Pillman jr there weren't a whole lot of flashy moves in this match despite the fact that he was in it Because I've heard, like I said, those conversations, I've heard him even talking about wanting to learn the finer points of the psychology. So there wasn't, like, the biggest move in the match came from Ryan Howe. Because, you know, a guy who's been around OVW for 10 years, he's seeing Brian Pillman come in and potentially take this opportunity at the OVW championship, you know, because there's only one guy that can win and go on to meet Tony Gunn at 1100 how has been around for years and seeing Pillman, this younger guy, come along, you know, the biggest move of the match came from How, because he was desperate enough that he wanted to win it. And it was that kind of feeling, that kind of storytelling out of those two that really, you know, stood out with the little I was able to see this week. That's what stood out to me, is how and Pillman both telling an excellent story heading into the 1100th episode of OVW.
2: Excellent, guy, excellent I do
3: choice. have to say to that that um Ryan Howe is a guy that I have followed for a long while now. My first experience with Ryan Howe uh live in person was actually at a uh an independent show. Um Universal Wrestling Enterprises is what this this company was called. And um they had come up and WWE. done a show. Yep. 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 They, they came yep. up and did a show in uh, uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan at the Dreammakers Theater. And that was my first experience with Ryan. And I mean, I was I was blown away. I was flabbergasted. The guy the guy was w- w- very good. I, I was super happy with everything. And from then on, I'm like, I got to continue to follow this really? guy.
2: He's got and a presence. Uh, that guy, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, he definitely does. Uh, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. And the rock star, you know, once again, a call back to earlier in the show, we talked about a guitar player he can do his own he did it um a matter of fact it was last year september 11th last year the fight for freedom show he played out king's ransom and the rock and roll express as a four-man team that was the last time we saw him before recently and as good as you know he is you know as memorable as the rock star is I can vouch that I've only recently actually met him and just one of the coolest guys I could think to talk to. Like as you know, as you know, as much of a star as you would think he (laughs) is by his persona, like Mm. dealing with the real person's the polar opposite. He is such a cool down to earth dude. And I dig it.
4: Good stuff.
2: Yeah. Ryan, what's your pick for this week?
4: You know, honestly, it's probably for all the wrong reasons. I think it's the Matt Hardy match we were just talking about because it—it it, literally is like a lesson in why you shouldn't take those big spots. You shouldn't for take the, those big bumps.
0: I love that he no, said for all the wrong reasons. Sorry. No, Go because on. you
4: don't know, if if don't risk your damn life, you know, flying onto concrete when you're 45 years old or however old. He's probably got to be at least my age. You know, it's just at some point, you know, you need to stop taking these risks. And I think that's like a, it's a lesson in caution to young wrestlers. Less is more. You don't have to do all those big spots. So I guess to me, it's more of a, it's like a cliff notes version of why you shouldn't be doing these things.
0: Um, And so
4: I'm, I'm picking that as the match of the week.
0: And to me, it goes back to earlier, you know, it's the big flashy moves versus how you hook people emotionally. Who's going to remember Matt Hardy? I mean, if it I mean, if it worked for Rebbie, who would remember Matt Hardy bouncing his skull off the concrete come the end of December?
4: You know, or if he had died. Uh, the only reason they would have remembered it is if he would have died.
0: Well, yeah. is that, and, and that would be a completely different story. But, you know, again, thank God he's, you know, he did suffer a concussion, apparently, but otherwise he's okay. So nothing serious or career ending or permanent or life threatening. Yes. Yep. If it had been, obviously we'd remembered it. But since it's not, are we really going to be thinking about that move when we're thinking about the year end stuff or anything else coming up? You know, is it really going to be that memorable? I doubt it. No. It's and not what's what the, the problem. Like... No. And that's, yeah. And that's where I'm, and and much speaking to your point, that's the problem.
2: All right, Carl, you're next. What was your, your pick for this past week here?
0: My pick
3: comes from all out actually. And it's uh, a little bit different than people might expect. Uh, I'm, I'm giving some props to the females, to the women here. Uh, Hikaru Shida uh, defeating Thunder Rosa for the AEW women's world championship the two of them just are it's like they've been working each other forever thing like it was just beautiful to see they they worked so good together so nice together everything just flowed with them they put on a really good show and that's for me that's what i want to see I want to see good work in that ring. I don't need to see all this high fly, flippy. I don't even need to see, you know, uh, 10 minutes of an arm bar or <laughs> a Boston Crab or, or whatever on, on the mat. I, like, I want to see actual work. And these two ladies gave me work in that ring, and I was very happy with it
2: good stuff. Uh, you saw me briefly get up from, uh, from my spot here. I, my, I had an alarm going off there, so I just had to run up to get that, <laughs> that so we went here during the program here. Uh, for myself, I have a bit of a two-part one this week here. Uh, first off, my, my main match of this past week is not uh, from Wrestling Current, just to get that right, right off the hop here. Uh, this is uh, something I watched on YouTube. Um, again, Ring of Honor has been putting up full matches on YouTube and it's been fantastic. I've been consuming a lot of their stuff. This is going back to 2016. It was called The Match Without Honor between Dalton Castle and Silas Young. Um, If you have a chance to go and watch this match, check it out. It was absolutely fantastic. I believe it was around about an 18-minute match and just some fantastic stuff here with these two guys. Fantastic.
3: It definitely is anytime that you have Silas Young. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I'm a huge fan of Silas Young, that kind of old school type of feel that he has to him Mm -hmm. really, really works over with me anyways. I know it doesn't for a lot of other people, but for me, I love seeing that old school type of work and he can he can take that old school and bring it into today and really work it in every match that he's in. So, For yeah, sure. but, I mean, that's that's a cool pick. Very yeah. cool.
2: And this was really at the height of Dalton Castle with the boys and uh, and, that, and that whole uh, gimmick that he had going, and it was a fantastic match. Make sure and uh, go on YouTube and watch that if you have a chance, if you haven't already seen it. Now, my honorable mention, you know, since we have Mr. Malcore on here, who does uh, work for OVW, I wanted to get a little OVW flavor into here for, for mine for this week. So, honorable mention for me for this one here, not a match, but this is a promo segment done with Mr. Adam Revolver, and they were dressed up in the uh, in the COVID gear and whatnot, and, and the best part of this wasn't his his promo the best part of this for me what really made me pop the whole time was the guy doing the sign language beside him uh go watch um mike you probably know what i'm talking about here uh just want to make sure that i'm referencing it probably this was a, from I probably ep- filmed it yeah this was from episode uh i don't
0: know that i did this particular one but i know exactly what you're talking this one was from
2: episode uh 1097 so that's the one to go yes. and watch and this was absolutely fantastic. That this guy was, and it, it's it's clearly not correct sign language. I mean, he was like it was just it was like he was talking like when he had to go wash, he would go like this and go like that, and just like he was like doing this and just oh, uh, it just you have to go and watch it, and like you'll be if you're if you're if you have a sense of humor, humor like I have, you'll be just pissing yourself the whole time. It was, it was fantastic. I was still listening to what he was wa- what he was saying. Which was still good, but I mean, that guy with the sign language almost kind of stole the show. It reminded me, like on the on the news, I don't know if it's like this down in the States here with you guys, but you have like the politician or the, uh, or the mayor or whoever talking, and they had the person beside doing the sign language. It reminded me of that, and just said even that. And that sign language being done for legit, and that makes me laugh. So it was uh, just fantastic, so I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. I don't know who the guy was that was doing that, but it was just amazing. <laughs> William Lutz. William Lutz, there we go.
0: I was just gonna Prop say to he him. deserves all that credit for that. Lutz is he's <laughs> Shout out he's Dan. a good yeah. kid and he's and and he is one of the
5: mm-hmm.
0: I I think one of the unsung heroes of our roster. He's entertaining as hell no matter what he gets into. But I remember the mm-hmm. first time I saw that as we were taking it. <laughs> I'm watching him do all this and I'm like and it went from, oh okay, we've got a sign language guy to yeah. what the hell is he doing to <laughs> you know your <laughs> time. Yes. As, as I'm as I'm picking up what they're doing, I'm like, oh my god, this is great. Yeah. Lutz is oh, he's wonderful at this. They uh, could not have picked a better dude
4: doing this. This is awesome. Fantastic. I think I'm we broke right. I hands. just went out of screen laughing at that. <laughs> but anyway.
2: That, I think it was maybe the second or third spit take we've had on the show. It was uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Before we do our uh, our showstopper segment from this week I uh, hear let's hear from our uh, partners over at TheChairShot.com. Why should you visit
4: TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always
2: so here we go guys and a special shout out to to greg over at thechairshot.com who um after the the uh, grill getting sold um was uh, gracious enough to take us on and uh so th- big thanks to those guys and of course we're still over at the ndpw.com as well Just wanted to make i sure love I mentioned their all those. slogan by the way always use your head i like oh, that yes. too. all right guys it's time for our final segment for this week here the show stopper segment All right, so this one's a bit of a doozy here, and you know, most weeks, I think that this would just kind of be the first topic that we would cover in the program, but I thought, you know, since we have all four of us on here this week, this would be something good to kind of really kind of delve into. Now, over this past week, uh, the WWE, and I guess you could say largely Vince uh, with this here, essentially banning any WWE talent from doing essentially anything with any kind of third party here. Um this op- opens the door to a pretty wide discussion. I mean, we could cover a number of uh, issues that uh, tie into this, but just a general take on this. Uh, I'll start again with you, uh, Mr. Melkor. What's your take on talent not being able to, to essentially do anything with third parties? Like we're talking you know, streaming, we're talking interviews with podcasts, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. I mean, this is uh, this is a bit of a game changer. I think it could be long term here.
0: I've heard, let me, and, and I've heard a little bit about this, so I probably need to clarify, if somebody could, for me first. Is this a, because I've heard this, that they can't use their, like, performer name or versus their real na- Like, can they still do Cameo and TikTok using their real name instead of their WWE name, or they cannot do it at all, period, full stop? Because I've heard both, and there seems to be some well. confusion about how how that's
4: happening. Vince claims, or or, I shouldn't say Vince, but the company claims that they can't even use the real names.
2: That's what I've heard as well.
4: So they're saying at
0: all.
2: Yeah. If you're working for WWE, uh, that's all you're doing, even though you're an independent contractor, uh, supposedly. uh, You're working for us, and that is all you're going to do, unless it's something that we clearly authorize you to do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. At that point, you're not an independent contractor. No, clearly not. I mean, (laughs) come on. Uh, I could see, I mean, you know, I'm coming from a unique perspective because I'm seeing both sides of it now from the boys and the office, so to speak, to use the old terminology or the performers and the company. It's you always, well, you'd prefer You always want the talent or the performers to represent the company they work for in the best light possible. Um, You know, whether that gets into control over what they say, how they say it, where they say it, I think is where the debate is at. Um, But it kind of seems like, I don't know if that's Vince's thing or if he's, it almost feels like they're seeing... Potential money making opportunity in their talent doing these things and doing TikTok and doing Cameo and doing Twitch and all of this stuff. And, you know, with every entertainment company in the world hurting for money right now because of the year we've had, it wouldn't surprise me if they're seeing this as an opportunity to lock down some revenue streams at the expense of the talent doing them, which. Yeah, I understand the need to bring in revenue, but no, that's not cool. That's, you know, these people are doing this on their own time because let's face it, as much as the company is hurting, so are the people working for it. You know, there's nobody coming to pay to see you wrestle. There's no one, more importantly for them, there's no one showing up to buy your shirt so you get a cut of that. It's not yeah. happening it can't I mean all of your fans are on TV screens at the moment. They might be able to buy something online but you know even then everybody's been affected by this the money is not there and this is the best way they can think of for to make up some of that. So I don't see you know as long to me let me put it this way. If I were in charge and if it were me, I'd be like, look, as long as you're not out there doing something completely stupid or just completely trashing the profession you work in, do what you got to do. You know, mm-hmm. I understand y'all need to make that money too. So do we, you know, if we want to work out an agreement, great, but otherwise go do what you got to do. You know, I get it because you won't, we need to get paid, but you know, we understand. so do you just don't do anything dumb don't you know trash us or anybody else remember to respect the business and profession that you work in and other than that go do your thing like why does it bother vince why would vince give a why would vince give a damn if somebody wants to go you know stream a few
4: rounds of street fighter you know what does that how does that, what does that happen? And I'm jumping jump because I know Carl's getting ready to go off about yeah. this, but <laughs> I will say this: like, think about how much um, exposure, you know, the up, up, down, down YouTube channel got, mm-hmm. or Zach Ryder's YouTube. Ch- why, why do they always feel the need to like step in when somebody goes out and makes a name for themselves outside of WWE? That's one of the craziest things about it. It's like. If somebody goes out and gets themselves over, all of a sudden the company decides, yeah, you can't do that anymore.
2: That's the issue right there, getting yourself over without Vince's approval. That's the problem.
4: You know what I think
0: the other part of this might be? um, There's a – and I remember – I just remembered coming across this. In fact, I'm literally – if I'm looking weird like I'm typing and I'm looking at the screen, it's probably (laughs) because I am. Um, There's a – I can't remember the name of it. But there's a show on. It's a YouTube show or something like that, or a Twitch channel. Um, here I have it. The sweets. It's apparently called S-W-E-E-T-Z. Um, The cast of which, the three main primary people involved. Um, we're gonna play. We're gonna play a quick game of one of these things is not like the other. Okay, are y'all guys ready? Sure. The main cast is Baron Corbin. Tyler Breeze and Sean Spears. Hmm. And this is a show that's happening now. Yeah. I wonder if doing the math that part of the reason behind this E that banning them from doing this is there are quite a few performers doing this with performers from other companies, which yeah, they man. probably don't want them intermingling in with. So sorry, I didn't mean to break into continuity no, or anything. Okay. That, I just had that thought, and I'm like, wait a minute. That just dawned on me that maybe that's part of the reasoning behind this, is thou shalt not fraternize with the enemy, whether it's online or not.
2: Yep, That could be, and I'll touch on that uh, when it comes to my term. What's your take on this here, Carl?
3: So First of all, I'm going to read it out here for everybody. What actually was sent to the talent? It says, some of you are engaged with outside third parties using your name and likeness in ways that are detrimental to our company. It is imperative that these activities be terminated within the next 30 days by Friday, October 2nd. Continued violations will result in fines, suspensions, or termination at the wwe's discretion Hmm. so this was an order that was actually sent down by vince himself they have 30 days now um, to cease and desist (laughs) Uh, yeah cease and desist all of their activities whether it's on twitch streaming cameo requests whatever they're doing so it's (sighs) Dude, what are you doing? Like seriously, no. so, if you don't want your people gonna doing this DJ. other stuff, if you don't want them doing this other stuff, compensate them
0: for that.
2: Yeah, pay thank them you. more. No, thank you. Thank consequently,
0: you see all of consequently. these. Consequently. If you want out of your contract, keep streaming Street Fighter. Right. Sorry. Go on.
2: Now, now yeah. what, what I will no, say, no, if... I
3: totally get that. But, but, but it, and this is something that's hurt mm. me from from the very beginnings of my days watching professional wrestling, or I should say, from when I I understood and knew the pay structure that these people were getting. Mm-hmm. You're having football players and basketball players and hockey players that are going out there, golfers that are making millions within a year or a season of only having to go out there and work, what a handful of dates, 75, 80, 90 dates of work and making 4.5 million in a year. But yet Vince McMahon, who is part of a billionaire's club. I'm not sure that he is still, but was part of a billionaire's club and you're You know, talent that you're using uh, for curtain jerker matches, let's say, are only making $40,000 a year and having to pay their own expenses and their own flights and food and their own hotel. Dude. And their medical costs. They have to compensate somehow.
2: Now, from what you're saying here, Carl, it sounds like it might be okay for them to use their actual names, their real names to do stuff. And if that's the case, uh, I mean... I'll, I'll, I'll make a bit of maybe possibly a weird reference here that that that's to me. That's like when you see Clark Kent and you don't know that he's Superman just because his hair was a little bit different. I'm like anybody with uh, half a brain in their head could tell that, that Clark Kent was Superman. So you're oh. telling if AJ Styles goes on Twitch using his actual name, people are going to go, oh, that's who's that guy. I don't know who that is. See, it's it's a very
0: fine line. Yeah. 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 And that's kind of why I was asking before because that memo, like Joe said, the way that memo reads, it's like, okay, what are we talking about? Like using your ring name or using your real name? Like, can you get away with using your real name doing it? That's, you know, I think where some of the confusions come from because I don't know if that's been a question that has been 100% answered by the company slash the individual Vince McMahon who put this out there in the first place. As of
3: yet, it has not been fully confirmed. Um, What we do know is that the inclusion of likeness was put in there for that reason. So if Alan Jones were to go on to Twitch, he still looks like AJ Styles. That's his, that's a likeness. So therefore can't be
2: used yeah, well, yeah that, that
3: that's good. how they're um, gonna that's how yeah. they're gonna gonna flip things and go Fair play. you still look like aj styles yeah. so therefore <laughs> you are aj styles yeah. Yeah. even yeah. though your that, name is not, alan jones
2: yeah you have to go over in the daffy duck costume or something <laughs> to, tr- to mask your appearance because even then you'd be subject to copyright issues um yeah just it, it, it's just given this current landscape and just the way that things are. I, I just, I think that this is, you know, from what, uh, as we're kind of going here, it seems like, you know, this could be malleable, the situation that it could alter. But I just, I think even just a, considering this, I think it's just, it's bad timing right now to in, implement something like this, especially when some of these oh, talents, like you mentioned some of the, uh, right some of the, the lower midcard guys, I mean, they need to make some money to survive here guys. And, uh, this, I think this is again, just a, another bad look, uh, for the company here,
4: as as someone who um, has close ties to AJ, I can guarantee you this ain't gonna fly. No, right? Because he he has his his Twitch channel and he wants to do his own thing and he yep. has all that of. And I can tell you, I've talked to I I know his agent. You know, Mike knows his agent, or his you know the guy that discovered him. And I I can't see this. They might lose one of their biggest stars. Yep. Over just bs like this which is mm. and that's really all it is just bs that's yep. all it, it is they're, they're trying to bully the talent yep.
0: and it kind of sucks because that's one of the things that's you know during the pandemic just kind of going off on what's not going to seem like a related tangent, but i'll bring it back to trust me on this one as jake roberts would say one of the things i've discovered during the pandemic and working is video games like i haven't played since i was a kid but like i've just recently. I'd say within the last two weeks, I went and bought a PS4 and racked up, you know, like the, you know, I already had a copy of Street Fighter V, but I went with the Champion Edition because that's one of my favorite games ever. The same with Doom. Like I went and bought the new Doom games because I remember playing that as a kid and I love those things. But in not only playing them, but now I've gotten since I've been working home literally since March and probably will be through at least the end of this year, you know. One of the things people talk about oh this is a great time to catch up on stuff i haven't seen it is but that's only going to last so long before you know so one of the things i've discovered is not just playing games but watching them so i've recently started watching twitch and people play you know whether it's you know ethan ethan page has a twitch channel you know where he does stuff like that sammy callahan Mm -hmm. does aj of course all these guys that I've just started watching and catching on with, like, oh, cool, I can watch people that I dig on playing games that I dig on. This sounds like a damn fun time. And now from a fan's perspective, that's being cut off because yeah. now mm-hmm. a lot of these people we'd like yep. to engage yeah. with, like you know, your Xavier Woods, your AJ Styles, your Mia Yim, all of those are going to be affected now by being told, yeah, no, you kind of can't do that anymore, sorry. So even from a fan's perspective, that's kind of a damn bummer.
2: I think you were going to make another point there, Carl. Yeah, I think I'm
3: going to call it right now. This is all so that Vince McMahon can capitalize on making his own type of service Mm. that he will allow then the superstars to use. So he's going to create his own type of cameo where people can pay as they do with cameo to have a shout out and he's going to have his own type of streaming service Maybe. that he's going to allow the superstars then to stream their video games and, and all of this stuff on, and it's all going to be put out there for a fee of course, for everyone to yeah. use. I can, I can see it now.
0: I yeah. can see
2: it I can see it too.
0: Or it becomes, I mean, and that's what I was saying earlier, you know, he's discovering these revenue streams and as a company, they're going to need it. So why not take and adapt that themselves? It's either, mm-hmm. I think you're on to something there, Carl, I think it's either going to be a separate service he's going to come up with, or... They make it just part of the network content and be done with it, yep. and get more yeah. people to try yeah, and yeah. sign up and pay nine ninety mm-hmm. nine a or, month because really that would be the easiest way to convert that right
2: now. Or you you have like some kind of premium tier, or you have some kind of premium tier with that uh, involved. Right. now, Which
0: something else they've been talking about doing. So now they might have their end to yep. up that price structure mm-hmm. a little bit and play with that. Uh,
2: something well,
3: else I too. know it, in Canada at least they already have. There is mm-hmm. a free. Uh, version of the WWE Network that's available yeah. with very there limited is. content.
0: Yeah, there and is then, here too. There. Yeah, and then for for us, the,
3: the price went up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm now paying. I, I think it's fifteen dollars a month as opposed to twelve dollars or whatever it was. Which, I mean, for me, I don't care. I mm. I, I, I still use it. I, I use it on my computer. I put it over to my other monitor. I can sit there and watch any classic stuff that I want and still be able to do my work on the computer. I still get all the pay-per-views, all of that, right? And I PDR them that I can go back and watch them again when I have time to. So, for me, 15 bucks a month is worth it. Um, Yeah, but if they were to start now adding more stuff on there for extra costs, I don't think that I would be very apt to do that. Considering that I already am paying for other subscription services, whether it's the WWE network, whether it's uh, our use of StreamYard, uh, you know, shout out to those guys over there. They're amazing with this platform here, whether it's, uh, you know, Google for uh, Google Play Music or uh, YouTube uh, Premium and, you know, different stuff like that. So people, myself included, are already paying for all of these extra different things. And then if you start throwing extra <laughs> stuff on top of that, you're not going to get the people that are going to buy it because they're going, I already subscribed to your network and you want me to pay more now. Right.
0: I'm in that, I'm in that same boat as you. There's, you know, again, with the pandemic, there's a whole bunch of, you know, there's the WWE network, of course, but there's also IWTV. There's, you know, outside of that, you know, CBS all access. I subscribe to, I got to have my star Trek. What can I say? There's, you know, there's a whole bunch of things, YouTube, um, YouTube premium with YouTube music is also, you know, one of those mm-hmm, like, yep. yeah. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to put extra content on it, I get it, but if you're going to make me, Oh, by the way, we're going to go from 10 to 20, then it's a matter of, okay, how much value am I getting out of this with all these other things I'm paying for? Would I rather keep them and ditch you or, <laughs>
4: you know, how is that going to work? Yep. Yeah. And, and in the yep. middle of a pandemic when everybody has to have a budget, Mm -hmm. you know a different kind of budget what what do you 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 have to make a decision on what you're going to pay for and what you're not yeah right yeah
2: now, another thing yeah. with this here, now I know we're going a bit uh, long here this week, but uh, I want to touch on this God as well. damn, we did go long. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, s- since, uh, and I, I think this is worth bringing up because I have um, been hearing That's about what this as well. i to get
0: us all in the same room.
2: Right? Absolutely. We Boy, can talk for hours. Terrible. Uh, with it being like labor. reunion. <laughs> with it being labor uh, day today, you guys, uh, I think this is almost kind of ironic that this is coming up in this topic here. Uh, with this going on, we, you know, this is come up as an issue a few times. I think the last time was when we had, uh, you Ryan on, and, uh, I think we had, uh, Mr. Rick Vickery on as well in that episode union. Um, with this situation coming up again, I'm hearing word of this coming, creeping up again of a wrestler's labor or some type of union tied with this. Now with this going on with WWE, that conversation seems to be creeping up again. What do you guys think? Could this think spark, could, could the spark, could the spark that ago. to really happen now?
4: i I believe that in the next couple of years I think it'll it'll in the next year or two I, th- I believe it'll happen. I really do because at this point the the wrestlers have gained enough value in themselves yep that if they honestly walked away from let's say a major pay per view, Vince would have no point to to try to not negotiate with them at least and come up with some sort of end game to this to where they all have some kind of benefits that, you know, you don't have to pay everybody. I, I would, I would just do it like the NFL does guys who are in the NFL get a, a minimum salary. Yeah. They get benefits. You know, it, it makes no sense to not do this anymore.
2: What do you think Mike? It's a, it's a tough I, one, especially for smaller promotions.
4: I hate to say
0: it, but I'm, I'm gonna have to disagree a little bit with my brother, and yeah, from my, other brother. my brother <laughs> should should there be there should have been a long time ago yeah will there be not until the laws change surrounding these companies and how they treat
2: right. well, people that yeah. work
0: for them yeah that's where It's going to have to come from until that gets done, until that gets into Congress and they realize, yeah, these people are kind of being given a raw deal. We need to modify how they're being treated in a legal sense and put it on paper and make it law until that happens. No, I don't think it will, because this kind of discussion, whenever, whenever the performers are treated badly, which seems to happen, unfortunately, quite a bit, There's talk of that union that pops up and then it just goes away again until something else just comes up and up and it goes. (laughs) So along with the laws changing, I think the performers themselves have to have a concentrated, sustained effort to, okay, let's make this a thing. We need to make this happen for our own sake. And you're asking an awful lot of people not just in WWE as performers, but like you said, the smaller companies. You're asking an awful lot of performers to come together to
4: do that. But you know, Mike, I'm I'm going to counter that by saying, you know, that happened in every single major pro sport. There were people who were making absolutely nothing playing pro football. Yeah. There were people who who were had to work jobs in Major League Baseball, had to work jobs in the off season, to you know finally make that happen i i'm i'm just telling you i think eventually at some point people are going to get sick of it and say
0: well and i hope it, and i hope it does
4: i'm not saying it's a
0: bad idea at all like i said it's something that should have already happened i hope it does but as much as much as we've like we've heard the talk about a pro wrestling union going back to roddy piper and jesse ventura so we're talking what 30 years now you know if If it's going to happen, then either the performers, or lawmakers, or a combination thereof, need to step up and make it happen. Until
4: and regulate the sport,
0: right? Until then,
4: they need to regulate the business.
0: Yeah, like Kentucky. You know, Kentucky, as we all know. You know, and ask anybody who's had to deal with the Kentucky Boxing and Wrestling Commission mm-hmm. about the Kentucky Boxing and Wrestling Commission. Kentucky is heavily regulated when it comes to combat sports and sports entertainment. On the flip side of that coin, however, all you have to do is to go over to the state of Indiana where there's not even a Boxing and Wrestling Commission, much less any form of regulation put on pro wrestling at all.
2: For me, with this issue here, it's the idea of it. I think is fantastic, and I agree with both Ryan and Mike here that it should have already happened. My problem comes with when we're talking about promotions like our friends um, over at Ignite Wrestling with uh, Kim and When it comes with uh, CWE with our friend with our friend Danny, if this minimum wage for wrestlers comes into effect. Uh, my fear is that these small promotions can't do it. They just financially aren't going to be able to, to dish out that minimum wage for the workers. That's my concern.
0: Well, and, and, and I don't think you're wrong because as much as we talked about, you know, we talked about pro sports and in, in football, for example. You know, I'm, well, honestly, now that I think about it, it's a tough call. Is there such a thing as an independent or literally, you know, football team that you're aware of? An independent one? Not really. No. But baseball has double A AA and triple A clubs all over the place. Yeah. You know? So and I don't know how those are regulated or governed. No. I'm not going to pretend to. I think that falls more under Ryan's purview than mine. He's
2: much more. <laughs> you would have to than I am. But. You, you would have to clearly make a distinction and be like, okay, you know, the WWE, New Japan, these guys. Okay, they're that's the pro league, and everybody else is kind of like the minor league. You'd have to almost kind of make that distinction, uh, and then do a pay scale kind of structure based off of that. Yeah,
0: but I mean, even going back to our main point, this discussion we're having now about what constitutes a major and minor league and how that would legally break down is just only one of, what, several dozen, hundred discussions you would have to have before enacting something like this on a broad scale. Yep. There's an awful lot of work ahead to do it, but, you know, like I said, I'm of the opinion that I don't, you know, maybe it should be done. But until the lawmakers and performers, like I said, get together and make a sustained effort to make it happen, it won't.
4: I'm going I'm to kick it over to Carl here in a little bit. But I'll, I, I think I would make the, the biggest um, comparison I would make is the, you know, the controversy of whether or not college football players and college mm. athletes should be paid because, you know, yep. 100,000 people show up and pay money to watch them play and they don't get paid anything you know and that that's sort of or, and they don't get any you know kind of long term benefits or anything like that if they get hurt and they don't make it to the pros so screwed. they're done yep.
5: that's good it answer. You know, so that's a very good point it's,
4: it, yeah. it, so it's kind of that that's sort of like my thing with with pro wrestlers at this point it's like at least give them some sort of guarantee that they're going to be taken care of you know if if you i'll go back to the matt hardy thing you get dropped on your head and you're crippled for the rest of your life please let me know that you you're giving me insurance you know Mm -hmm. that you know that i'm not going to ever have to work again because i have some form of disability pay for the sacrifices i made as a pro wrestler and that's just sort of the one thing that i think a pro wrestling union would guarantee
2: that's a fair point you go carl So uh,
3: I I fully agree with, with everything that has been said here, uh, whether it's been for one side or the other. I mean, I can totally see both sides when it comes to this. Um, Ryan just spoke about, um, you know, the, the, the other uh, junior football, let's just say, or the college football, Um, you know, for them, they've got scholarships. So their, their education is paid for, but they have to play football. Right, So, I mean, they have a little bit of something that in case the football doesn't happen, they got that education that they can fall back onto. Um, not saying that that's right, because I I, I don't think it is. If, if you're putting out a product for somebody, uh, you should be paid for it. Um, but I agree that, yes, there should be some sort of medical that is in there for people, some sort of um, – yes you know, some sort of, of 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 coverage that's going to happen in case you do get hurt and injured. I agree with that. Now, when we're talking about a wrestler's union, we're talking North America, okay? So whether it's Canada, whether it's the United States, for a wrestler's union, now what's going to happen if they want to, like, bring somebody from New Japan? Now, well, there is no union over there. Now, are they going to have to now come in and have to pay uh, union dues and union fees for a week's worth of work that they're going to be doing? So it, it, like like Mike had said there, there's a lot of different things and a lot of different – like you could spin yeah. off into a 100 yeah. different things. and it, it, It's something that if it is going to come into, into being, it really needs to be sat down with workers – Not with just laymen, with actual people who are in the business, not somebody that doesn't know squat about it, (laughs) not somebody that's just part of a union already. That's not going to make any difference. You have to actually sit down with a plethora of people who are inside the professional wrestling business for these types of questions. Like, what happens if I bring somebody from, you know, this area? What happens if I bring somebody from Germany, from Japan, from China, from wherever? You know, we got to have all of that put into place. And and, and I think that, that one of the biggest issues and something that's been um, a reason why, going back to Piper days, that this has been something that's talked about, yeah. you can't get the right people all together in the same area to discuss this to get it True. done because you're going to have those people that are for a union and you have those people that are not for a union and it's hard to really collaborate with all of these different people to really get something done and that's a that's one of the biggest reasons why it's been so long But, yes, I do believe that there should be something in place, whether it is unionized or whether it's just a guarantee that there is some sort of coverage for medical purposes.
5: I think it it should be like SAG.
4: I I think, Carl, I think it should be like the Screen Screen Actors Guild, like SAG. You know, they don't – everybody's an independent contractor, but at the same time, they're guaranteed – union benefits you know on the side it, it, I think it's got to be kind of half and half Yeah, I think with the pro they're all performers so obviously oh, yeah. they're independent workers but yeah. you know at the same time they they also risk their lives so at yes. some point you have to say you know they should have some kind of protection some kind of coverage.
2: Having said that you, you just uh, hinted about what I'm going to get to here Ryan is that what I foresee happening and, and I, I feel bad for kind of saying this I think what, what what it's going to take for some real change to happen here, and a lot of times in these situations, this is what has to happen: something really bad, something really negative has to happen. I think for some real change to come in this labor movement and professional wrestling is we're gonna we're gonna need another Owen Hart type of incident to happen, something like that is going to happen to yeah. be that catalyst for some real change to happen. I think, and I think until something like that happens, it's going to be this thing that's constantly in limbo. Somebody's going to, unfortunately, have to have something yep. really devastating happen to really shock the industry into changing.
4: Oh, and to play devil's advocate, yeah, that's no, kind I, of I what think I was... Something... Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike.
0: sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no this will be real quick, fortunately. But to play devil's advocate, that's kind of what I was getting to the first time around. Why didn't this sort of thing happen when there was an Owen Hart incident we've already had happen?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we even yeah. didn't have social media then. Nope if we if that happened right now if someone died in the ring right now in the era of social media Ugh. the outrage would be crazy where in 99 we were all just like shocked by it and it, we didn't even find out about it till the next day if it had happened right now we'd know about it within seconds hmm. and and that's the biggest thing is social media has changed the way wrestling is viewed anyway and if someone actually does die for example, we talked about the Matt Hardy thing earlier. If he had died in that spot, we would have been talking immediately about how, yeah. you know, we need a union. We need people to have health care. We need to have <clears throat> coverage and all this other stuff. You know, so it's just it's just a totally different era now.
2: Yeah. It's not the first time that this topic's coming in. It's not going to be the last. This is something that's it, it, it's going to keep happening. And, and, and hopefully, something like I'd mentioned, some something bad to happen i'm hoping that we don't have to resort to that to actually initiate some change but uh, we'll see it's something that uh it, it's always going to eventually come up as a topic on this program um all right to kind of wrap things up here for this week guys uh let's start with you mike uh, oh my Mer- gosh how long did we, go? <laughs> we got just over an hour and a <laughs> half hours. we could probably Dude, go whoa. we could probably do a three-hour show if we wanted to here if we really uh, had the time <laughs> but uh, uh mr Melcor, uh, tell everybody where they can find you and um and and again just to kind of what you've been up to
0: um Twitter at M Melcore, uh Facebook and Instagram, uh Michael Melcore Search for my name and the wine bottle. You still do the wine bottle. Right? Um more importantly, on Twitter, OVW Wrestling. Um Instagram, the same. Look for our page on Facebook where where you can keep up with everything going on, including, like I said, our eleven hundredth episode airing. Um this week on several outlets that we have now um that we are now on. We are the numbers. I had to kind of keep this in line, but then I found a way to simplify the numbers. We are on in more than 200 countries reaching more than 100 million homes. So awesome. that many people this week can see our historic
4: 1100th episode.
2: Sweet. All right. What about you, Ryan? Where can people find you and what you're up to?
4: Well, you can, Follow me on Sports Keto. I'm a contributing writer and podcaster at Sports Keto Wrestling. And you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter at RyanKBowman.com. Just look for the really handsome devil <laughs> with the spiky hair. That's me.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Carl, and um, tell everybody a little bit about our sponsors before we head out for the today. For
3: Definitely, before I go into our sponsors, I do have to say that this has been a fantastic yeah. episode right now. And uh, I think, I think, Joe, Joe, mm-hmm. Joe, I think we're rubbing off on them a little bit. Did yeah. you hear all that? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no. No, it's okay. Oh, yeah. No, you're okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you hear that between those two? Yeah. Oh, they got a little bit of Canadian in them now. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic, though. But our sponsors, uh, firstly and foremostly, uh, we are the very first sponsored podcast from Collar and Elbow Brand. Collarandelbowbrand.com. Go and use uh, our promo code. It's Podcast. You're going to get yourself 10% off your entire purchase, whether that's clearance, whether that is brand new stuff, which, oh, yeah, they just put out their fall drop. Go and check them out. Colorandelbowbrand.com. As well, our newest sponsor at PhoenixFNXFit.com. You can go and take a look at them as well. If you need nutritional supplements if you need whey protein if you need super greens if you need pre-workout post-workout if you need testosterone they have all of that there for you including shirts shorts anything else that you need as well to rep them go and check them out too at fnxfit.com you want to save some money send us a message over on our facebook page and i will get you a promo code to save you um, I don't know, let's say 15% off. You want to say 15% off, message us, and I will get you a promo code just for you.
2: Awesome. And of course, uh check our friends over at ndpw.com and of course over at the dot where you always make sure and use your head, guys. All right. We'll see he you guys. Has way
3: for you to use your head as well. Yes. If you guys look over there at Big Joe, you see that he is wearing. The official Turnbuckle Talk classic t-shirt. Go to our Shopify. So that's turnbuckle-talk.myshopify.com. Go there. We have a number of different items that are available for you, including the mug that I've been drinking out of this entire (laughs) show. I have myself a uh, classic shirt as well. It is purple in color. I love it. Purple means royalty. You want right. to be royal, baby? Go there. Go check out our Shopify, turnbuckle-talk.myshopify.com. I right.
2: noticed
0: a mug that was pretty
3: swank.
2: I <laughs> might have to was, score me one of them. That was pretty cool. All right, gentlemen, we will see you guys on the next one.
3: Have a nice day.
4: You too.
0: You as well. Thank you.
1: It's me, it's me, it's an arm to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at hittingthemarks.com. And I invite like everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk. But check out all of our other shows. Here. You can find that all at hittingthemarks.com. Right.